I got pulled out of heaven for this. What is this business? It's a crappy day. It is a crappy day. I have my crappy thermos that sucks. I hate it. Hmm. We've been neglecting our rage. I know we have. You know what? I'm sick of winter. I'm freaking sick of it. So my um, my best friend from high school, who is in the Air Force, he lives in Kansas with his two boys. They're on spring break, so he has them in town for the week. And the two boys have renamed Ohio Snow Ohio. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the first day of spring, people. Yeah, I know. And it's, it's freaking terrible. freezing. You know what, though? I got to wear sunglasses, but that's just a minor happy moment of the day but i'm just uh, yesterday sucked it's gray and disgusting yeah i just want to freaking punch something hmm. i'm tired of it me too we need to move to sunnydale uh yeah or we to do. the future 24th century <laughs> in space yeah where there, weather is where there is there no weather very much of it yeah <laughs> Until you go to like a gas planet, then you're yeah. like, oh crap, I have radiation cancer. Yeah. Whoops. That would be bad. Yeah. So this is episode eight of Nerd Novice. I'm Jim. I'm Megan. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. We're uh, so angry. We're in really bad moods today. <laughs> Both of us, for totally different reasons. Yeah, I just, I didn't want to wake up. I was just, it was bad. I don't know. I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. Grumpy. Well, maybe we can cheer ourselves up. With some with some Trek talk, with some Buff talk. You know what, though? It's not going to be good because next week's our last episode of Buffy and Star Trek, and I'm just freaking already mad about that. It so. makes me really sad. <sighs> it does. I mean, I'm sure there'll be more cool things to talk about. I, yeah. I know there that there will be. Whatever. But <laughs> these, these are so cool. It's going to be really hard. It's going to be really hard to top... Yeah. The Buffy and the next gen. I know. It's a little consolation. Yeah. <sighs> so you want to talk about some, yeah, some Star guess. Trek? I guess. We'll we'll try to table our rage for later. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Have a sip of coffee. I can't because this stupid thermos sucks. Well, what's the matter with well, it? Well, it like has a tiny little opening and you have to like use suction power to get the co- I need to take the lid off. Take the lid and off. And if I take the lid off, all the coffee's gonna get cold. Blame your, blame your roommate. Such a bad mood. No, I'm blaming my stupid boyfriend who broke it. Stole it for like a year and then he gave it back broken. Stupid boyfriend! Stupid! Uh, okay. <laughs> I, can I dripped coffee on the table. Oh. Release your coffee. hate and your journey towards the dark side will be complete. The dark side. You have to say it like that. Side. The dark side. Yeah. Dark side. <laughs> it's like his name is Saeed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what up? My name's Dark Saeed. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. If I had a different complexion, that would totally yeah, be Yeah, I was, was going to make a race joke, but then I, I, I stopped myself. Not nice. Um, oh, we can laugh through the tears, <laughs> Megan. <sighs> What's your rage quotient today? Oh my God, it's off the charts. It's off, it's the, off charts. the charts. Life, everything, <sighs> increasingly rage. The scale, what the scale before was one Fif- to 12,000. 15,000. 15,000? Mm-hmm. That's about a 17,500. 
17,500. 17,500. 17,5. Yeah. Wow. Oh, God. That sucks. Freaking screw it. That doesn't help. No, it doesn't. It just makes me... Nothing helps. No. Except Buffy and Star Trek, I guess. Not Well, maybe. Today, not so much. Last night, I was like so tired, and I procrastinated watching the episodes, and then I was like, ugh, when does it become homework to watch Star Trek? I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's not home. It's the thing is, it is should it's be not good. homework, but it's there's just no time in life. I know. There's no God. time. What did we do? Okay. I fell asleep watching Buffy last night. Yeah, I had to stop the la- the episode halfway through and then I finished watching it while I was brushing my teeth this morning. Nice. I did the same thing. <laughs> and I was like, you know, washing my face and watching the last 12 minutes of yeah. the episode. Good. Good. It's fine. All right, let's check it out. Okay, Come check on. it. <sighs> okay. So what? Birthright. <laughs> Birthright part one and two, yeah. and uh, face of the enemy. <clears throat> okay, so I actually watched them um, out of order because I forgot that face of the enemy came first, and I started with birthright. But I will talk about them in order of appearance. So face of the enemy first. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> um. So in this episode, it's kind of. Uh, focus around Deanna Troy, um, who gets kidnapped and made to look like a Romulan or uh, t- what was it, Tal or Tal Shiar? Tal Shiar. So yeah, she's a Romulan. The Tal Shiar are kind of like the the secret CIA Extra- oh, sort of snap. of the of the Romulan Empire. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. so she's made to look like one, and um. She basically is like sort of forced to participate in this underground anti-government movement, and um, so she does because people's lives are at stake, and um, you know they're trying to do it in order for peace to reign or something. I don't really know what they're trying to do. They're just trying to not be so mad all the time, right? Yeah. Okay. They're trying. They're trying to control their rage. Yeah. Not working out well for the Romulan Empire. All right. Yeah. Oh, okay, so um, my question is, like, why didn't they know she was not on the ship when she was? Is she not part of the n- normal crew anymore? Oh no, she is. Cause like, when they she finally got a hold of the Enterprise and they did a little video chat Skype session, mm-hmm. and like, she was still acting in her role of the fake person she was trying to be, mm-hmm. and they were like going along with it but then when they hung up they were like what is she doing on that ship like no one ever noticed she was gone in the first place <clears throat> well i think i haven't seen this episode in probably like 10 years yeah so um as per usual i'm probably getting many details uh, wrong yeah and the basics wrong too but uh as i recall or i assume she i think she was supposedly at a conference or something oh like you know, on a little like, business trip. You know, how to do Pilates yeah. in space. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so yeah, she was out like doing that. And then how she, to have a sweet like Romanian accent all the time. Right. Yeah. Right. Is that her real accent? That is her real accent. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Um, She's British. It doesn't sound British. It sounds like Romanian. It doesn't, no. It has like some sort of weird um V thing to I it. I think I think her ancestry is Greek. Okay. So maybe sense. she picked up her parents might have been Greek speakers. Yeah. So the who, V thing. Right. Yeah. 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 It definitely sounds like 
it's got some sort of uh like I want to suck your blood type right. of thing. Yeah. Um speaking of uh vampires sucking blood, I totally got details wrong on Buffy stuff too. I was l- listening back to some of the episodes episodes and I was like, what the heck was I talking about? When Buffy had to tell her mom that she was a slayer. Mm. I totally got that wrong. Oh, really? Yeah. She like, her and Spike were sneaking out doing some fighting and Spike had already had the chip in his head. Mm -hmm. And she like lied to her mom being like, oh yeah, we're in a band. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're in a band. Oh, jeez. That's such a crappy lie. I know. And then her her mom didn't buy it. Yeah. You don't even play an instrument. Yeah. And she's like, (laughs) I play the triangle. No. And then. And then her mom's like, that's a lie. And then she goes, okay, I'm a slayer. And then her mom's like, that's an even bigger lie. So then it goes, okay. But yeah, I totally had that wrong. Sorry. That's right. Um, Okay, so. Good follow up. Yeah. um, So yeah, so she kind of does help and she she successfully succeeds and transports these uh, like important government officials through the cargo to the Enterprise and they're sort of like on their way to continue their mission mm-hmm. so it was a good episode i liked it it was very action like action not action like fighting but action like suspense yeah and like yeah. secretive things and she was very good at playing a role that she had to play because mm-hmm. she knew that lives depended on it so it was good yeah it was good uh good episode to kind of show her Outside of her normal, yeah, comfort zone. I wish comfort, I comfort I, zone the comfort, comfort zone. zone. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could a stroke. Or something. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I wish I could learn more about her though. Like, um, right. why? What's her specialty or something? Like, what? Not powers, but I I've got powers. a I've got a book recommend. Uh, <laughs> wow, I I might actually be having a stroke <laughs> on this episode. I have a book <laughs> recommendation that maybe maybe we can actually do it for a book club Ooh. at some point in the future. Fancy. There's a novel called Imzadi okay. written by Peter David and it tells the backstory of like Riker kind. and Troy and how they hooked up. <sighs> oh man, I and totally want to read that. And sort of her whole deal. Oh man. Yeah, let's read that. Yeah. That would be awesome. We'll totally do that for book club. That would be great. Yeah. Because we're, as we've proven with the Game of Thrones, we're both illiterate. Oh my God, I'm totally slacking. And this slacking. is going to be a lot I need easier. to read the crap out of that book. Yeah, I'm not even going to I'm not. I don't want to talk about, about it. it. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so Birthright then. Um, we're uh, two episodes and they were awesome. I really liked them. Worf, um, son of Moog. Yeah, Worf. He is so funny. I... What uh, I don't want to be a jerk, but like, what's up with the actor that plays him? Is he does he do much anymore? Like Michael Dorn? Yeah, he does a lot of voice work. Okay, yeah, because his voice is awesome. Yeah, he's got a terrific voice. He played the president one season in Heroes. Oh, uh, I can't really think of any other recent screen roles on camera roles but he does a lot of voice mm-hmm. a lot of voice i think like the fight choreography could leave a lot to be desired um like when he goes like to chop somebody in karate chop style it always looks really funny i don't know maybe a little stiff <laughs> yeah he's a little yeah. a little awkward mm-hmm. but um did you see that vine video that i took of him yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> and it turned we gotta into, put that in the show notes. I know it turned into like a perfect loop too. Yeah, so good. <laughs> I, I didn't even mean for it to do that. His face, his eyeballs, like doing his tai chi. Yeah, yeah, that's totally awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like his white jumpsuit thing that yeah. he wears. Do you have Vine yet? I have Vine. I haven't made any videos. I just keep taking videos of my dog. Me, so oh, stop. I just keep taking videos of my dog. No one gives a crap. I just do it anyway. Yeah. Because then I no like, dog videos are perfect. I always look at them. I'm not worried about anyone else. I can't turn down a good pet video, especially when she does funny things. She makes all these weird grumbling noises and stuff. Yeah. Um. She's gonna be on an episode coming up in a few weeks. Oh yeah. That's all we're gonna say. Yeah. Spoiler alert. True spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Our mascot. Um. <clears throat> so, so Worf. This ep- these episodes were were really really awesome to watch because it kind of gave me a lot of insight into the Klingons and um, it helped me sort of learn more about why he is the way he is. He's mm-hmm. such a firecracker all the time, you know. He's always ready to like burst on the scene and blow stuff up. Um, but I-, I can see why because it was um it was basically the the premise of the episode is that uh you know Worf hears that his father is still alive even though he thought he died 25 years ago in battle which is the best way for a klingon to die because they're all about the honor and stuff and um so he goes to this camp that he thinks his father's being held at it turns out his father is not there which i thought was kind of lame they should have had his dad there i think that would have been cooler if his dad was actually there um it was like he showed up and his dad was really dead but there was a camp full of klingons that um sort of uh like they were prisoners of the romulans and then they decided they didn't want to be released because they would have been dishonored by their families so they kind of like restarted their lives and just right moved on and and it was almost like i mean they just wanted to be over it they kind of wanted to just kind of kind mm-hmm. of just be like screw it you know whatever we're just gonna keep moving on and have different kids instead to replace our old kids and all this stuff so they kind of like some of them even mate with the romulans and everything and, and um anyway to wharf this is like the weirdest thing in the world because they're not warriors anymore and they're just a bunch of pansies and like they're just kind of hanging out tilling soil with giant war spears right and he's really right. mad so it was cool to kind of see he talked a lot about Klingon um, legends and stories and they sang a little jaunty tune and it's like this really low right. tone. Yeah. Klingon's got some good vibrato. Let me it's, tell you. Yeah, it's all, it's all about the vibrato. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, I like their. They have apostrophe disease. They do. De they? Yeah. <laughs> they have the apostrophe disease. Yeah. 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 Totally. They so do. With their bot left. Yeah, Bael and yeah. Worf is like the only one who doesn't have an apostrophe. And, and his knife, which is a, a dach tach. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, people, stop with the apostrophes. Yeah. You can't hear them when you pronounce it. So what mm-hmm. the heck is the yeah. point? Um, okay, so um, 
Yeah, and he basically like tries to figure out a way because now all of a sudden he's stuck because they're like, oh, you can't leave because if you leave and tell everyone that we're here, then our honor will be totally demolished and blown up. So we don't want our honor to be screwed. So you can't leave because now you're a prisoner too. And he's like, oh, hell no, that's not going to happen. And he tries to figure out a way to not have to stay. And uh, then he likes this girl who's half Romulan. And he's like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm so racist. I can't like you. <laughs> and then, like, it's this whole thing. And then eventually he leaves and the youngins leave, too, because they want to experience their true selves, like the Klingon selves. Right. Um, it was a really good episode. Um, one thing I really love about Star Trek is uh, Patrick Stewart. And he was really cool in that episode, too, because he kind of like at the end, there was like a little. Well, during during this episode, at the same time, there's a subplot about data, which mm-hmm. I'll get to in a second. But and he was really cool there, too. But Patrick Stewart had this little twinkle in his eye when Worf came back and he was like, um, did you find a camp? And he's like, no, there was no camp. Blah, blah, blah. I'm lying because I want to keep their honor. And, you know, Patrick Stewart was like, okay, sure. <laughs> and he had a little twinkle in his eye. Right. Yeah. Cause he just knows. Yep. Yeah. He, he just knew. knows. But, um, and Patrick Stewart's getting remarried. I know. And Ian McKellen is, is officiating. Isn't that great? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh my God. Magneto is officiating yeah. Xavier's wedding. Oh my God. Gandalf is officiating Captain Picard's wedding. Yeah. It's oh God. nerds everywhere. Are That's rejoicing. like a nerd explosion, and I they're know. just like Shakespeare. I know. Patrick Stewart is so hip. Speaking of Shakespeare, have you seen the trailer for the new Joss Whedon movie? Uh, yeah. Oh my God! Uh, I know. It looks so awesome. I know. I know. I can't wait. Much ado about nothing. Yeah. I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Um, that's gonna be super sweet. But I forget when that comes out. A couple months, I think. Yeah, not till summer, I don't think. Summer. Oh. Maybe it'll stop snowing by then. How I want you. Hopefully. I hope so. Summer glow. Yeah, I want her too. <laughs> not that <laughs> no. summer. Ew. Oh, Jim. No, uh, so, uh, Amy Acker is in that, What to do about nothing. She's mm-hmm. in Angel. Mm-hmm. She's a character on the show Angel. Um, Tom Lanks in it. Mm-hmm. He was in that Buffy episode I just watched. Which the two-parter. Uh, the bargaining one? Yeah. No, no, not bargaining. Um, the season finale. Oh, at the end? Yeah, oh. yeah. Cool. Um, the other person that's in it is, is Wesley. Wesley's in it. Right, yeah. yeah. Alexis Denisov. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the, the I want to talk about Data, too, because that was so cool. It was almost like these two episodes, um, Birthright, it was so cool because it was two really awesome plot lines. Not yeah. just like one kind of subpar and one that's really good. They were both really cool plot right. lines. So the secondary the plot is is uh, Data sort of, um, he gets some sort of power surge from like a plasma extra little pizzazz thing that happens um, in the engineering ward or the sick bay or something. Mm-hmm. And um, all of a sudden he has a vision and it's like, it's really short because it gets interrupted. They wake him up and he has a vision of his, of his father. And um, now all of a sudden he's like, well, wait, that's weird because I don't, I'm not supposed to dream. I'm not supposed to have visions, whatever. So now he's on this journey to find out like what's going on. And he, he, uh, 
he puts himself back into the vision. They do another experiment to get him back in there. And the vision turns out to be really long and he experiences the whole thing instead of getting cut off halfway through. And basically his father, um, tells him that he has extra circuitry that, you know, was able to, um, function with dreams and, uh, subconscious thoughts and it's been activated. Mm -hmm. So now he can dream. To be honest, I had forgotten that that B plot was part of part of that episode. Yeah, but that's a big, that's a pretty big moment for Data. It was awesome. Actually. Yeah, I mean, he was like, he was like painting. He was, um, you know, exploring options, uh, trying to figure out what was going on. He had a little heart to heart with Captain Picard. Mm-hmm. Captain Picard says something really cool, which was, um, well, Data was talking about all these religions that he was looking into and like um, cultures and. In in this culture, a hammer means whatever because there was a hammer in his vision. A hammer means whatever, and in this culture, it means something else, and blah blah blah. And and Patrick Stewart's like, well, why are you talking about all these other cultures? And he goes, well, I don't have a culture. And he said, Captain Picard said, yeah, you do. You're a culture of one. So what does it mean? You have to figure out what it means to you specifically. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool because when I was in middle school, I was totally obsessed with dreams and um, how to interpret them and like how to figure out what our dreams mean and how to learn, learn how to lucid dream and all that stuff. I was totally obsessed. And, um, like those dream dictionaries that exist are so kind of full of baloney because every symbol only means something to us specifically. So you can't like look it up in a dictionary and see what it means. You have to figure out, you have to dive deeper into what it means to you. And Mm -hmm. so I don't know. I was like nerding out when I saw that. Yeah. And a lot of stuff like that gets into like Freudian, Mm-hmm. psychology and as the saying goes sometimes a cigar is just a cigar right and yeah i mean there's it's interesting but like your yeah. dreams are all about you specifically everything right. in your dreams about you even if somebody else is in it that person means something to you so you have to figure out what your connection with everything in the dream is mm-hmm. and that'll help you figure out what it means yeah deep i need coffee word take <clears throat> take a break Get some coffee. Coffee break. So let me think here. Um, Have you seen any... Is Gowron in that episode? Gowron. I don't think so. He's the leader of the Klingon High Council. Uh, Yeah, he's not in that. uh, No. No, okay. That's fine. I was just going uh and then looking at the waveform on the computer. Uh, it was very it was very flat like it, it I got it to look really good. You should learn how to uh generate a sine wave. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> just make it my goal to be perfectly <laughs> Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sine wave. Here's a square wave. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, nerds. Okay. So <laughs> Uh um oh my friend um Megan shout out to my friend Megan. Not me. I don't have another personality. You don't have any friends. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have any friends. Uh, no, I do have friends. And her name is Megan. And um, she started watching Buffy. Cool. And I know she's already like on... She just watched Once More with Feeling, which you had to watch. Okay. And um, it was funny because I was hanging out with her the other day and about two hours into us hanging out, she's like, oh yeah, so um, I've been watching Buffy. I'm like, what? Stop. Why didn't you say that when you immediately got in the car? Right. What is wrong with you? Yeah. 
So she's watching Buffy and I'm totally happy. Um, but um, she was talking about Once More with Feeling. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a pretty good segue into you watching that episode. But you also watched some other really... Yeah, I watched four, well, five episodes. Actually. So I always do this every single time and I want to talk about Buffy. But um, anything else about Star Trek that you wanted to talk about before we move on to that? Um, I don't really think I've got too much to say about those other about those episodes other than uh sort of what you already mentioned which is it's a really face of the enemy is a really good vehicle for the character of Deanna Troy uh good performance by Marina Sirtis mm-hmm. um birthright is is really solid for the klingon lore yeah there there are a million other Klingon episodes that is there like a whole Klingon sub universe kind of like series or not series but um books or anything like do people oh, really yeah focus? yeah because oh I figured, people yeah. are way <clears throat> talk about that for a minute yeah people are way way into the foreheads. Klingon culture <laughs> way into the foreheads there's um there if you look at at Star Trek fan clubs. There are a, a lot of fan clubs out there where people are into the Federation stuff and they'll they'll do Starfleet cosplay and 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 all of that stuff. Yeah. But there are also groups that are specifically Klingon. And their whole their whole trip is to get the forehead thing going. They have the the Klingon costumes that look great. Like the tunic thing with the belt. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, like what makes it so more so much more interesting than like other other ones? Are there people that obsessed with the Romulans? Are there people that obsessed with um like the other the Ferengi? Well, we know we or know the Borg. More... That would oh be kind of see a Borg cosplay would be so cool. I've seen one or two and some the they were very good. I've seen some bad Borg yeah, cosplay, but like PVC pipes coming out of yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Well, with the Klingons, I think the reason it it works and it's so popular is because you get a ton of Klingon backstory within Star Trek. Okay. And one of the things that I think people really gravitate towards is there is an entire real language that was developed for the Klingons. Right. So there's there's a linguist by the name of Mark Okrand. And he wrote, he came up with the Klingon language. He invented it. For the show? For the show. It started out with uh with the movie uh with the movies and then he developed it further for the shows and you can buy you can buy a Klingon dictionary. Yeah, my, I mean, you can buy like language like tapes. Yeah. And so people people learn how to speak Klingon, they learn how to read it, how to write it. People are, are have done or are doing Bible translations. Oh my into Klingon. God. Yeah, I mean they're deep into it. Wow. Do people do that with like Elvish and stuff? I'm sure they have. Because my sister has an Elvish dictionary. Yeah. I'm outing her. She does. Um, I remember, like it was like a birthday present or something. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a whole. I mean, Tolkien did that with yeah. a lot of a lot of languages. Yeah. He was into that too. I, I the first time I was ever exposed to that, um, like other language thing, was when I read Watership Down. Did you mm-hmm. ever read that book? Mm-mm. It's awesome. It's like um, it's a book. Um, 
It's about rabbits. The characters okay. are all animals, but it's just, it's not a children's book at all. It's very, mm. it's awesome. It's very intricate. And um, I read that for my junior year uh, thesis paper when I was in high school. You said it's called Watership Down? Yeah. Okay. And the rabbits have their own language and it's really cool. Sweet. They don't really, they just use like random words from it, but mm -hmm. I don't know if he really actually developed, I think his name is Richard Adams or something Adams. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he really developed um, an entire like, you know, language and vocabulary, but right. there was a lot, there was a lot of words that he, and he had a whole glossary in the back of the book and everything. It was mm -hmm. pretty cool, but that was the first time I was ever exposed to that. And I thought that was really cool. Um, but yes, that's really, that's awesome. I love I love that episode of Frasier where he's doing his son's bar mitzvah. Oh yeah, that's the best. And he has to read in Hebrew and he's not <laughs> Jewish, so he doesn't know how. And then they make him read it in Klingon. It's really funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And his performance of it is awesome. Yeah. Because he's like putting his fist in the air and like he totally looks like a Klingon warrior. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Frasier. And I, I have to I have to say the seriously, like the Klingon cosplayers, those those people know how to party. Oh. So I've been in, I've been to some convention yeah, yeah like hotel parties yeah and they do it up yeah do that what do they use yeah. for their foreheads they ha they have like prosthetic Latex ones that you can buy yeah yeah oh my god and depending on how they're applied and how well you blend yeah the makeup they're pretty good yeah a lot of them just kind of slap it on there and yeah. call it a day yeah <laughs> but uh they make really good uh really good like Spiked punches and oh different my booze God. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like Klingon themed yeah. drinks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. You'll get like blood wine. Oh, my gosh. And you, so, it, like, you go to one of these convention parties and uh, you'll go in and it's, you know, a, somebody's hotel room or a group of rooms that are linked together with the door or whatever. Yeah. So you go in and um, the way the ones that I went to worked was. You would make a you make a donation to their club, right? And they in exchange for the donation to the club, you'd get like their fake drinks. coins or tokens or whatever. Yeah, and then you could reimburse those for yeah for drinks. Booze. And so, you know, God Chips. only knows. Chips and booze. Yeah, God only knows what was in that stuff, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Had a great time with the Klingons. Very fun memories. Oh my god! Yeah. I want to go to a convention. Oh, they're the best. So bad. We'll take. We're gonna go this summer. Uh, we're gonna go this year. We're gonna hit several conventions. Yeah, we've talked about I that. Hope so we just got to get some money. Yeah, that's the one thing. We should yeah. not get too crazy with the conventions because money sucks. Yeah, money's the worst. Unless we do like a Kickstarter. <laughs> that would be really a Kickstarter sad. to send us to conventions. Yeah. I don't think that's gonna pan out too well. To be I don't honest know. with you, yeah, I don't yeah. think so. We need either. some sponsors. We do. Just need to get some show sponsors and then. And send us get a little coin. Yeah. Yeah. It'll all work out. It's, Anyways. It's fine. So the Klingons are super cool. Huge, huge subculture in real life uh -huh. that is developed around the fictional uh, show. That is super cool. Yeah. So before we go on to Buffy, we should probably talk about your final season seven Aww. episodes. We're going to okay, be at the end. Okay, how does it end? Oh my god, is it like does it end or does it just kind of stop? It has it has a very nice final episode, but it keeps going. Okay. So this is actually one of the things that I need to talk to you about. Okay. Because it's 
the the final episode is actually a two parter, and it's very very good. But it's got Q in it. Oh man, that's all right. It's fine. So I'm I'm tempted. I knew I wasn't done. Well, and it calls it it makes significant callbacks to the first episode. So it's really good, but I'm hesitant to tell you that's what you should watch. Why? Because you don't like Q. Oh, it's fine, dude. It's fine. All right. I'm just going to deal with it. Okay. I'll just make faces at him the whole time. All right. So, okay, that's fine. Let me ask you, let me ask you this. Have you seen any episodes with Deanna Troy's mother? No. Waxana? She's really neat. You should probably see an episode with her okay. before this is all said and done. And given that this will be season seven and our final opportunity to do many. so, yeah. then let's see. I just have to find the title of that episode. It is called Dark Page. Okie dokie. Yeah. Dark Page featuring Loxana Troy. Loxana. I like that name. And the season, the series finale is All Good Things, parts one and two. Okay. Okay. If you would like a bonus episode. Yeah. Which is very interesting because the main cast is very, very secondary <clears throat> in this episode. It's, it's called Lower Decks. Okay, so okay. your bonus episode would be Lower Decks, and it features... Oh my god, it's all about the like other crewmates? It's totally about the other crewmates. <gasps> Dude! It's one of the best episodes. Fantastic. I totes want to watch okay, it. Okay, well there you go. You got four episodes okay. to cram in while you're brushing your teeth. Yeah. Next Wednesday, Morning. they will be very yeah. clean. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I'll start Tuesday night and then... Stay Good. up really late, and then yeah. Wednesday morning I'll wake up early and be really crabby when I come in. Sounds like a plan. Awesome. Okay, so... Awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, well, this is sad. Yeah. No more Star Trek after next week. We'll just have to do movies in the future. Yeah. Do some movies. We'll do some movies. We could do other series. A show. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, Buff... Buffster. You watched some awesome episodes. Yes. Some pretty pretty sweet episodes. Yep. I'm looking up right now. <clears throat> I already wrote down the episodes I want you to watch, but um, I'm looking it up anyway so I can read over the synopsis. No sweat. So I watched Bargaining Part 1 and Part 2. I watched The Musical. Once More With Feeling. Once More With Feeling. And then I watched the final two episodes, which were of the season, of season six, which were... Two to go. Two to go. And... Grave. Grave. So once again, we, we, have, we have a season where things get better for a little while. And then they get way, way worse. Mm-hmm. And then they get a little bit better again. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Why don't you? So, well, and let's start with with bargaining. Yeah. We get we get Buffy back. She's dead. Dead, like dead, 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 dead in a grave, dead, dead in a grave. Corpse has decayed. To be honest, her corpse had decayed way, way too much. more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just the summer. It looked like she had been in there for like ten years or something. Yeah. Maybe she has super decaying powers. Yeah. <laughs> Cameo appearance by our coworker Bill. <laughs> um. She uh. Her gravestone, her tombstone was hilarious, though. It said, like, she saved the world. She saved the world a lot. A lot. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so, so. So she was dead, dead. Dead. But then Willow decides, well, maybe she's not really dead, dead, but she's trapped in hell or something. So I'm going to do some magics to bring her back. Right. And it works, but Buffy's not really very happy about it. Mm -hmm. Because from Buffy's perspective, Buffy thought she was in heaven. Yeah. And she was very satisfied. She felt like her life was pretty well lived. Right. And you're kind of venturing into once more worth feeling with that, but Mm -hmm. that's fine. Um, Yeah, I mean, she felt... I ended... My my life ended properly, Mm -hmm. as a slayer's life should. You know, and and I felt satisfied. I felt like I did what I needed to do, and now you just ripped me out of it. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's pretty sad when she first comes out, too, because she has to, like, claw her way through the grave. Yeah. Like, she's not, they don't think ahead, like, to dig her out. Right. They just wake her up, and she's alive in a coffin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, um. She, Note to self. Exhume body before performing right. reincarnation ritual. Right. Yes. Seriously. Willow becomes so conceited. How do you feel about this? Because I know you love her so much. But like in that episode, I was like, what is wrong with you? Like you're just yeah. assuming so much. You know what assuming does, right? Right. You know what it does. Yep. We learned that in like third grade. Right. Right. And it rings true today. It does, Willow. Yeah. Well, the thing the thing that struck that struck me about it was I I was thinking how how are they going to get out of this? How are they going to write their way out of it? Because we see time and time again, not only in in Buffy, but in pretty much any other TV show or movie ever, mm-hmm. that when you bring someone back to life. There are dire consequences yeah. with that. It never goes well. Right. It's never like, boy, you resurrected me and I feel great. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Dairy Queen. Yeah. And you know what? The consequences aren't over yet because they're they're coming up in season seven, too. Oh, wow. And the rest of the series deals with the, the fact that they resurrected her. Holy smokes. Yeah. So. So I could I could see where the rationalization was... Well, I think I think the better way to frame it is is to look at uh, when when Dawn tries to resurrect their mom. Yeah, 
And that clearly is like going to go to hell in a handbasket. Right. Everyone knows. Like, why right. do they not know when they try to resurrect Buffy? Right. Yeah. But there's the rationalization that Willow has is different. And that's sort of the out, right? Because she just makes up a reason. She just goes, oh, well, she's in mm. hell. She's in a hell dimension. You know, like she, yeah, she yeah. sacrificed. She jumped through this portal. There's no way she's, you know, okay right now. We have to save her. We have to rescue her. Like it becomes a rescue mission, not mm-hmm. not a uh, selfish, like I want her back alive mission. It's, it's more about, it's got the disguise of we're rescuing her from right. hell. Right, yeah. right, yeah. And that's that's a good point because even though Willow says that stuff, I know as a viewer, I didn't necessarily buy it. Right, and you could tell that Anya and Xander and Tara were all kind of like, okay, like, right, yeah, I guess so. You know, like, they, yeah, they, they were definitely really, reluctant. Yeah, they didn't really buy it that much either. Yeah, but they did it. Right, which sort of. I don't know. On on one hand, I kind of felt like they weren't as reluctant as they should have been. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been, I think it would have made for better writing if, or a better story, if Willow had gone rogue and done it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then the Scoob, the rest of the Scooby gang is like, WTF. Well, there isn't there that moment where she they're doing it and they're like, holy crap, we need to stop. This is scary. This is scary. And Willow's like, no, keep going. And right. she kind of does like force them. Well, yeah, I guess so. But, yeah, but I see what you mean though. I mean, she's definitely taking the reins though on this whole uh, on this whole spell. Like mm-hmm. she kind of is like, do what I say. And it's almost scary. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, she gets... It, that it's, snake thing? Doesn't she like barf up a snake or something? What happens? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It's gross. Yeah. Yeah. So. And. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. And. <laughs> it's. It's what's really remarkable to me is. How they're. Able over the course of several years. Build the tension. With Willow. And kind of maintain this escalation, yeah. like one step at a time. Right. It's not all of a sudden, I'm evil one day, or yeah. you know, it's a it's a very very steady. It's a journey. It's a backstory. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely. I mean, for sure, you can see it happening. And then you kind of get the the big payoff for it is this season mm-hmm. where she ends up being the big bad mm-hmm. at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So for as much as I like, I mean, I still really like Willow. She's one of my favorites. They're all like my favorites, but uh, her in particular, you know, it's been hard to watch her go through this. Mm -hmm. And it was really rough to see this happen. And then at least it resolves somewhat positively by the end of the season. Yeah. But it's it's difficult to see a, a character that you enjoy so much go through that whole thing and put the other characters in in so much peril. Right, right. The other thing too is, well, I should save it for a minute because we haven't talked about the musical yet. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> but it's a good it's a good story. I mean, it's 
there are, I guess there are only so many ways that you can kill off a main character and have them be really dead and only so many ways that you can bring them back. And so in, in that sense, I respect it. And it was, it was a ballsy move to have it be, she was really dead. I mean, it was pretty well done. Yeah. It it wasn't like you didn't really know what was going to happen. Right. I mean, you knew that she was probably going to come back because it's called, like we were saying, yeah, it is called Buffy the Vampire Slayer after all, but you don't really know how that's going to work out. Right. Like, how is this going to happen? I don't understand. And it's really, I think it's really well done because when she comes back, she's not just back. She's, right. you know, she's dealing with it, you right. know, and, yeah. and that's cool. Um, one thing I don't understand is why there's not another Slayer activated when she dies. They said something about the watchers won't know because they have a Buffy bot, like, and the Buffy bot is like covering up for her being dead. But at the same time, like, isn't this all based on like magic? Yeah, I don't really buy that. I don't too buy much. that. Yeah, I don't understand why they didn't. They could have had another Slayer. That would have kind of been cool. Yeah, like because I know Faith is there, but because my first thought was, okay, why is there no Slayer activated when Buffy dies? Well, is that because Faith is still alive? No, that's what my first thought was. But Faith was activated when Kendra died. So why would there be Faith in the first place if Kendra died but Buffy was still alive? You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right, right. Obviously, like, each Slayer has its own successor. So there should have been one to Buffy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's a good point. It's a little bit I of a I kind of thought hole. about that. Thought about that, too. Uh, maybe the answer is, isn't isn't Dawn, sort of? No. Maybe it's because of Dawn. No, I don't know. Why? Because she's part of Buffy. And doesn't, I mean, Dawn ends up being pretty badass. There's an episode that I kind of wanted you to watch um, in season seven about Dawn, but we don't have time. Yeah. Because I already gave you four episodes. But but in that episode, because you know how the next season sort of works with like the potentials. Did you, do you know about that? No. Okay. No idea. Well, we'll finish talking about this season and then then i'll tell you okay all right so once more with feeling once more with feeling i watched the episode that i ended up googling it a little bit to research the process of how they mm-hmm. went about the the episode because doing a musical is a huge huge undertaking right. and i learned that all of the actors did their own singing mm-hmm. and that two of them by request I just wikipedia so I'm just barfing out what I read there. Um, two of them uh, specifically requested to have basically as, as few musical lines as possible. Right. Which I assume are Allison Hannigan, because mm-hmm. she only sings a few lines. Yeah. And um, what is it, Michelle Trachtenberg? Because uh-huh. she has her big dance number. Yeah. Which she is a really good, yeah. she's a very good dancer. Um. The the rest of the cast and what little singing they did was perfectly fine. Yeah. The the rest of the cast uh, are pretty good singers. Yeah. Being the nerd that I am and being the time when this was made, which was what, probably around 2001. Uh, I think it might have been 2002, 2002 or 2003. Was it that? 
Because I okay. think the seventh season ends in 04. Okay. okay. Yeah. You can hear the auto-tune. Yeah, it's not that good. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely... You can, you can hear it the most with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. She's not that good. I think it may... She's probably she was probably the weakest singer. She's I mean she's still decent. Yeah, though. she's like, totally none fine. Of she's totally fine. And I think yeah. maybe maybe it was just because of the register of her voice. Her singing voice was most similar in color to her speaking voice out of all of the other actors. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So um I think I mean it's kind of crazy that they did that, like I can imagine some of the actors being like sweet and some of them being like, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Like, um, but I, I don't know the name of the actor that plays Tara, but she was really good. Amber Benson. Amber Benson. Okay. She's hilarious. She's actually an author. She wrote she a bunch really? of fantasy novels and stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. She was just on, well, she wasn't just, but, um, there was an episode, uh, of, uh, Nerdist podcast and she was on that. Oh, okay. And, um, she's hilarious. She's like got the dirtiest mind ever. She's really funny. That was the episode that turned me around to Tara. Yeah. Because after I watched that, I was like, okay, yeah. fine, fine. Yeah. I really liked Tara. Yeah. And then they freaking kill her. Yeah. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Amber Benson is awesome. Yeah. I want to read one of her books for sure. Yeah, that'd be cool. Do a book club. Yeah. Yeah. We're Sweet. so ambitious about the book club. Oh, God. <laughs> It's pathetic. I wish it was all like uh, Dr. Seuss. Book club. Or yeah, yeah, totally. Whoa. Books. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, she was she was very good. Uh Emma Caulfield, who She's plays awesome. Anya, she was very good too. Uh Anthony Stewart Head, I guess, is a singer. Yeah, he's a singer. Yeah, so he's As was you can tell in those other episodes where he randomly is singing. Yeah. Zan- Xander was fine. Yeah. Uh Spike had uh, James Marsters, mm-hmm. uh, he had a really good voice. I could really, I would really like to hear him sing some straight up rock and roll. Oh yeah, I mean, because he, I have a feeling that he could get like he could really totally gravelly and yeah. totally rock it. I love when he's like singing, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Wait, why am I doing this?" Right? <laughs> he's like, yeah. "What the heck?" Yeah. Um, no, I love Spike. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna say that all the time. I and and the music was was good. Mm-hmm. So Joss Whedon is, mm-hmm. you know, really talented. Well, have you seen Doctor Horrible? Oh, of course. Yeah. So I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah, you know, it's yeah. definitely good. And it it made me think of of something that that I heard someone say on a podcast, like literally yesterday, when I also watched this episode, which was something to the effect of most musical theater people are really into it and remember the songs. Not necessarily because they're great songs, mm-hmm. but because of the story associated with them. And so it's more lyric based. It's more lyric based. Yeah. And I think I think there's a lot of truth to that. But he you know, as far as like the quality of his of his melodies that he writes and whatever, I mean to me it was like basically just as good as other any other mm-hmm. like legit musical if i can remember correctly which i it's kind of foggy because it's been a while since i've seen that but i think maybe he used the theme a little bit too much that's what i'm trying to that's what my memory is that i remember the melody theme mm-hmm. is like kind of a little bit overused like he could have had more more than one theme going on 
I, that's how I remember it because mm. I remember listening because I remember watching it and being like, "This is good," but I'm tired of this same melody. Mm-hmm. I can't. Maybe I'm wrong. That didn't really. No, that didn't bug me. Okay, I should no. rewatch it and think about yeah. that again. But um, I mean, he definitely he definitely played with it. Yeah, it was and like kinda... the, the Buffy theme song is is really simple. I mean, it's like hardly anything. It's like two lines. No, I mean the two the theme just the for theme. that musical. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just um, I don't really like musicals. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out there. I don't really like them, so. Maybe I was just kind of like, okay, uh, uh, the whole time. But I mean, I thought it was a really good episode and I loved that they did yeah. a musical, but um, I'm not the biggest fan of the way musicals work. Mm-hmm. You know, like they just kind of just talk, sing all the time, like constantly singing. Right. And, and the thing, the, I don't know. the problem that I have with musicals is as a musician, when I've played them, they get stuck in your head for weeks and weeks and you can't. Well, stop I, thinking about them because I've played yeah. I've played shows where like you play you play in the pit orchestra for like the two week Six run or seven, of the show yeah. or something and then like another two weeks after the show has completed its run you're still like and you're like no make it stop yeah there was a while where that West Side Story was in my head so bad because we played a little medley from it one time in Nonzo I wish it was you know West Side Story if you're going to have something in your head that's a good one but I would usually have like nonsense or you know some crappy one oh my god well um no I mean Annie yeah not Annie's fine but yeah, yeah. I, whatever. You know what I, mean. I just I'm not a fan of musicals, but um anyway, I think they get stuck in your head because like I said, the melody theme from the musical is like used a ton. Right. And so it kind of just like hammers into your brain constantly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um all right, so moving on. Yeah. So it was cool. I liked it. Yeah. Huge respect to the to the performers and Yeah, and that's the episode yeah. where you find out that she was in heaven. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah, dug it. Or no, that's not the episode where you find out. That's the episode where everybody else finds out. Like I think, right. I think. But I mean, here's here's you find the, out. Here's the, the thing. Episode. Explain this to me, like I'm an idiot because I am. Was is it ever really clear? Like what happened? Because we know she interprets it as, "Well, I was in heaven," but. I mean, was she Okay, is really, this the episode or? where she and Spike have that conversation in the alley? No, I don't think so. Okay, that's the episode where you find out um, that she was in heaven. And the way she describes it in that conversation, she basically, Spike is like, something's wrong. Because he's very in tune with her now, you know, and he kind of, he's been really paying attention to her a mm-hmm. lot over the past year or so. And um, he's like, I know something's wrong. You don't seem like yourself. Like, what's going on? you can tell me and all this stuff. And she basically describes it. She says, well, I was, she's like, I think I was, I was in a happy place. She's like, it was warm. It was inviting. There was love. There was peace. Mm -hmm. I was content. Mm -hmm. I felt, you know, I felt like I was finished. Right. And she, she describes it basically. She's like, Mm -hmm. it it felt, it felt happy it felt loving right. it felt whatever and she goes i think i i was in heaven so basically not like the heaven but a heaven dimension is the way right. it, yeah. yeah um yeah. and 
so basically, yeah, she just, she remembers feelings. She remembers warmth. She mm-hmm. remembers all these things. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much all you hear about it. Just okay. The, her feelings were good. That's fine. Yeah. I think that's probably, honestly, as far as anybody would want to take Right, it's pretty much as far as it can go, yeah. Because everybody's interpretation of what goes on in heaven yeah, is I different. Mean, basically, it's not even the religion. The point is not even what, what it was. Right. The point right. is she was happy and she was content mm-hmm. and they assumed she wasn't. Right. So that's why she's so depressed. Right. She, she was pulled out of something where now she has to restart and like become content again, you mm-hmm. know, and she felt so finished and she felt right. so good. And now yeah. all of a sudden it's like, oh, now I got to do it all over again. Yeah. And now it's even worse because the seventh season is like major, major shiznit going down. And so now she's like, I got pulled out of heaven for this. What mm-hmm. is this business? You know? So, yeah. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much all you kind of find out about it. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. And so... We get Dark Willow. She kills who is it? Warren. Yeah. Out of revenge for he kills Tara. him killing Tara. And he's a jack off. Can I say that? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> there are two separate words that don't mean anything. Jack off. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, he's a jerk. Yeah, I don't like him. Uh, so she kills him. Mm-hmm. Flays him. Which is a big no-no. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of sets her over the edge. Right, right. I'm I'm curious to see how I'm curious to see what her consequences are going to be because on one hand she gets infected with dark magic, but on the other hand it's kind of by her own choice mm-hmm. through years of experimentation yeah Yeah. so i kind of feel like yes she breaks down at the end and is crying and her hair turns red again Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff but i sort of feel like in the first episode of the seventh season there needs to be some reckoning of okay like first of all you killed a human being Mm -hmm. which giles mentions in in the uh, the episode so there's going to be consequences because of that but also it's it just feels like she shouldn't really be let off the hook for this right and um she's not um i i was thinking of of ways to uh assign you more episodes and i kind of came to the conclusion that um the first couple episodes of the next season aren't as important as the later episodes. Okay. So I'll just fill you in a little bit. Okay. Um, basically Willow, uh, Willow understands that she screwed up, you know? So she kind of feels like she doesn't want to talk about, she doesn't want to do magic anymore. You know, she's, she's kind of, she's learned, obviously learned her lesson, hopefully. And, um, they send her basically she she gets sent Giles sends her to England to a coven of witches mm-hmm. to sort of relearn and kind of just clear out all the negative energy. So she learns how to control her magic, she learns how to um you know be more peaceful in her mind and not become so addicted to it. So these good witches help her sort of on her journey to to figuring out how to incorporate magic in her life but not really go overboard with it. 
So, okay. but I think for a while she's afraid of even using it at, at all. You know, she doesn't mm-hmm. want to, she doesn't want to use it at all. Okay. So, um, yeah. And they, and there's a whole episode where when she comes back, cause she's not even, I don't think she comes back in the first episode. She comes back in, um, let me look, uh, like the third episode. And, um, the whole episode is centered around, there's some sort of weird spell where, um, Willow returns, but they can't see her. It's like some sort of weird magic spell that happens and they can't see her. So she thinks they're like super mad at her and she thinks, um, they're avoiding her. And it's this whole episode basically with her dealing with the fact that she betrayed everyone. Everyone's like kind of feeling awkward, like welcome home. Kind of. We're a little bit worried about you, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so the whole episode is her kind of dealing with, um, the emotions with her friends that Mm -hmm. she has to go through now. And, that kind of settles it starts it starts off the whole conversation about okay willow you need to figure out what's going on and it, she kind of spends a whole season doing that so so basically yeah she deals with it i mean she doesn't go to jail but right she deals right. with it and um she figures out how to deal with it okay yeah she doesn't get off really you know yeah okay well that's fine yeah but she turns good again yeah and yeah. and she kind of uh makes up for it in the end of yeah. the seventh season. So. Cool. So Spike goes through these trials mm-hmm. and he completes his trials and he's like, yeah, I want to give Buffy what she deserves. And then the demon dude, whoever is like, yep, your wish is granted. Here's your souls back or whatever. So mm-hmm. what's up with that? So he gets a soul. Yeah. Spike has a soul now, mm-hmm. um, which is hilarious um, in later in angel which basically makes him permanently a good guy uh, well as long as he has a soul right no because do you remember um did you see i mean when angel got a soul he wasn't good right away he was he was like tormented okay, so basically, okay right, right 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 so basically now yeah. spike is going to be tormented for a long time because okay. he can't handle he's just it was kind of dumb of him to do it in the first place that's right um but now he has a soul and um he's basically got to deal with it throughout this whole next season Mm -hmm. so um yeah he kind of goes a little crazy so he's not really like i mean he he's good in the sense that he he means well now Mm -hmm. um he wants to help buffy that's his ultimate purpose right Mm -hmm. now is just to help buffy with whatever way he can and um i mean he's still got those like vampire tendencies Mm -hmm. uh and now he's kind of an easy target for evil um, which you'll see in the seventh season, but um, he's trying. He's trying. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's got a soul, and it's just gonna kind of give him a lot of crap for the next f- few episodes. Yeah. So I wish I could get rid of mine. <laughs> Solve a lot of problems. <laughs> I don't know. Get rid of my conscience. Yeah. yeah. To be a vampire. Yeah. Why mm. not? Eh. I'd get hungry though. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be like, dude, I don't want to just drink blood. Well, he tired, eats... tired of blood shakes. I want a burger. Yeah, Spike eats it's wings in that one. Oh, you didn't see that one episode? No, I didn't. That was the one fool for love that I kept being like, eats dang wings. it. I, oh, I if know. I could eat wings, I'd go vampire. That'd yeah. be fine. You should totally... Okay, can you please watch Fool for Love? Okay. Just do it because there's a um, character in the in the seventh season that... Um, yeah. Yeah. You should watch Fool for Love because you kind of, you kind of, well, eh, watch it if you can, okay. if you have time. It's not going to be on the official list. Right. But right. if you have time, you should watch that one. Yeah. 
Um, Captain's log supplemental. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yes. All right. So, um, so pretty much, yeah, is that it? I'm good. Okay. Yeah, it's fantastic. Love it. So this is the last season. Oh. <laughs> um, I know. I'm so sad. Uh, um, I have four episodes for you, and it was hard for me to figure it out, but um, I tried to pick ones that were like the best episodes. Okay. Even if it means you're going to be a little bit lost. Um, That's fine. Because I just want you to see those episodes more. Yeah. Uh, so there is, um, there's one episode called Conversations with Dead People, and it is really good. Um, so you're going to watch that. It's episode seven. Okay. It's Conversation with Dead People. Um, another one called uh, Get It Done. And this one is the one where Buffy learns more about the first Slayer and the source of the Slayer power. Okay. So that's cool. Um, you'll learn a little bit more about the background. And then um, the last two episodes. So End of Days and Chosen. Um, and the bad thing is, um, I don't know exactly how much you're going to get to see Caleb, uh, who is Nathan Fillion. Because mm-hmm. um, he's in the last uh, he's in the last two episodes, but... Um, like you won't hate him as much because he's so freaking evil. And I don't know how much you're going to get to see him in get it done and conversations with dead people. I can't remember. Am I going to get Felicia day? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, some Felicia day. Yeah. There's another one called lies. My parents told me, which I really wanted you to watch, but I had to cut it out. What was that? That other one that you told me like two minutes ago. Full, uh, full for love. Full for love. Okay. I'm writing. I'm making a note of this on my phone because that that makes for compelling radio. So let me just um let me kind of give you a little bit of a heads up before you start, okay. so that you know a little bit about what's going on. Okay. Um, when Buffy was resurrected, they unleashed um like an evil entity, mm-hmm. the first evil, who is like basically the ultimate evil. Okay. The, like the devil, you know, the origin of all evil. Satan. Yeah, Satan. So um, what he's trying to do is get rid of all of the potential slayers. So okay. he's kind of got a log of all these girls that are kind of potentials to be chosen to be the next slayer. Mm-hmm. So now Buffy is trying to round them up to make sure they're okay and like train them. And even though they're just normal girls right now, mm-hmm. but they've got this magical code in them or whatever that says that if Buffy dies, one of them might be the Slayer. Mm -hmm. So her, this whole series, this whole season, she's trying to find as many potentials as she can. Mm -hmm. So that's what's going on. That's interesting. It's really cool. That's way off the grid from like the watchers aren't really calling the shots anymore. Well, yeah. Okay. I actually, I don't know if you're going to, um, the watchers are kind of, pretty much gone at this point let me see um because caleb sucks yeah i don't think you're gonna get to see it but caleb pretty much blows up the entire watchers council oh man so they're all dead sorry that's okay um but yeah so um Caleb's evil, and you're going to hate him. Okay. But Nathan Fillion is so awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. 
And then you're going to be done. Then I'll be done and I'll be very sad. And then I'll have to start getting the comic books. There's this line at the end of um, the very last episode that I love so much. And you're probably going to know exactly which one it is. Okay. So it's like one of the second to last lines or something like that. Cool. And when you hear it, you're going to be like, ah. (laughs) The end. That's so Megan. No, it's, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. All right, so yep. it's coming to an end, mm-hmm. and then we'll have to we'll have to regroup, figure out what's going to be our yeah. next nerd. We'll talk about that. I guess. <laughs> well, uh, we will disclose that next week. Well, next week, and then the week after next week is a book club. Is the book club? Oh my god, yeah. there's so much reading to do. Um, so we'll yeah. talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, next week. Yeah, and disclose that, cool. and then that'll be that. That'll be that. So, um, yeah, I guess it's time to to wrap it up. So, as always, mm-hmm. follow us on Twitter, Nerd Novice. Subscribe on iTunes, please. Leave a star review and a rating if you enjoy the show. That is a great way to let other people find out about the program. Tell your friends, because that's even better. Say, hey, there's these two nerds who don't know anything, and I like to listen to them be talk. wrong and talk and, and do express impressions. rage. And yeah. Right. And so you should listen to that show too. So tell your friends. You can follow me on Twitter. I am Jay Metzendorf. Yep. If you care to follow me, I'm Megan Paletti on Twitter. Yeah. Also in real life. Also in real life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, plug in the netflix selfies.tumblr.com do it do it do it up and there was one other thing that was very important oh you can just simply email us mm-hmm. which people have done and it's spectacular yeah it was so fun nerdnovice at gmail.com so pretty much anywhere you can imagine we're nerd novice yeah even facebook yeah it's true yep everywhere all right well all right. thanks for listening see you next week <laughs>